Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to this week's episode of Hollow Weekly. Nick and George here with Hammer Horror Films Classic, Twins of Evil. But before we jump into it, if you're listening to this on the Facebook player, which I know a lot of you are, and a lot of you in Texas, howdy, welcome. <laughs> Indeed. If you've seen Twins, and e- Twins of Evil or huge fan of Hammer Horror, go ahead and drop a comment on this post. Yeah, let it, give us your feeling about Hammer right, right here on this player. We think you can talk right on this yeah, player. Yeah, we can. Let us know. Hello, we are communicating with you now from the past and the future. <laughs> give us your Hammer feeling. <laughs> let us know what you think. <laughs> Spooky noises. All right, all right. Let's jump into this. Yes. Uh, Real quick, uh, directed by John Huff. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Uh, And it was written by, I have the name right here, (laughs) Uh, this guy. Let me tell you about this guy. There's an amazing credit you discovered in this. Oh, yes. So it was written by Tudor Gates. Yes. Great Great name. Great name. This guy guy needs to splash some water on his face. (laughs) He, what a randy rider, this guy. Tudor. His first name's a style of building. His first name should be Lover. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh he, he wrote the Intimate Game, Sex Thief, Sex with Something. Like Every other title he wrote is Sex with Something. Uh, but he wrote uh, another another uh, vampire movie we were talking about, uh, uh, Less of a Vampire, Vampire Lovers. Yes. But he also wrote Barbarella. Yes. <laughs> kind of <laughs> kind of interesting. Just so we, you know what you're in for. There's a lot of Austin Powers going on. <laughs> yeah, this guy this guy's real groovy, baby. <laughs> um all right, let me bring up my notes. But surprisingly great. So right. So this this movie was interesting right out of the drum, but you have an order of discussion, so hit me. Well, real quick, just a quick quick synopsis. Okay, I am going to attempt... If you haven't seen the movie. If you haven't seen the movie, I am going to attempt to give you a quick and dirty what is happening here. I was dying to hear what this would be. Okay, real quick. There is no real quick. That's a lie. lie. I'm starting (laughs) off with a fib. That's not true. A couple twins go to live with their aunt and uncle. Their uncle, kind of a douche. Yes. He's burning women he believes are vampires. Yeah, yeah worse than yeah, he's seems to be an outright horrible uh, villain. Yeah, the town's the town's kind of run down, whatever. You don't really get to see the town, but there's a castle on the hill. Mm-hmm. Uh happens to be a guy with great hair and a really fun last <laughs> Karnstein, because Karnstein. 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 They always said it they always said it like that, and that was they really did. that was really fun. Uh, apparently he's <laughs> got a vampire. Living under his castle, so he sacrificed someone. <laughs> Blood comes up. She comes up, bites him. You don't see her the rest of the movie. Right? She's kind of gone. Right. Um, and uh, shenanigans ensue. Yeah, that's kind of. I mean, the movie's kind of just the the, the, uh, the other title for this could be vampire shenanigans, <laughs> and I think I think it would make just as much sense as yeah. Evil from Twins. from one point of view, although. It gets a really Witchfinder vibe to me from the start. It, the way this yes. movie opens is just pure Witchfinder glory. This is the best Witchfinder scene that's not in a movie with a Witchfinder in the title. Mm-hmm. And I, it's it's great. It, it feels it feels real pulpy. Like <laughs> Peter Peter Cushing like has his hands up in the air and like in like this cool ass purple font. Yeah, pops up and you're like, okay. Yeah, this movie's not messing around. They they like they're like unleashing hell on on a village. Just out of nowhere, just like a pack of wolves and human No one's stopping them. 
no one's stopping them. And then all of a sudden at their worst moment, they're like, okay, let us pray all calm. Like, it's creepy. And then the credits just... Yeah, roll. there's a woman screaming in the background. And Whoa. then they're, you know, they're praying because they're good people. Right. All right. Order, order of the court. Yes. Order of discussion. Uh, there is... <laughs> we're gonna kind of start this on a sad note you guys there's really no other way around it this we gotta we, well, we gotta get sort this. of there's an interesting framework uh, which will get sad that comes to this movie right yeah so the the framework to this was it, it actually we're gonna watch a christopher lee dracula but we spun to this because we just we just think it's way better than i think you were googling like hammer rankings we were talking about yes it was like 24 out of whatever how mm-hmm. many like no is way higher so okay so <laughs> twins of evil's framework is when hammer started it would basically was on the three monster plan right mm-hmm. the three monsters were frankenstein first dracula second and Carmilla third. The booster. <laughs> the booster, right? Authorized, fully an emergency authorization for <laughs> Carmilla to show up. And um, if you're asking yourself, why well, I don't recognize the third name, how did that universe work out? Not so well, not in this, not this time. I mean, sort of now, especially uh, later as we look back on it. But Carmilla was the female vampire. And that story has been reworked a lot of times, but that story is actually the first great vampire written story. It's not the very first. That's probably like that John Polidori contest thing with Mary Shelley. Mm -hmm. Then Varney the Vampire, which is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's named Varney the Vampire for God's sake. It is I, Varney. But but Varney the... Barney the Vampire is literally a Penny Dreadful, I think, if I remember. I mean, that's that's that was like like the real kind of a Penny Dreadful. But Carmilla by Joseph Sheridan Lefanu is the first great vampire story 25 years before Dracula. That's cool. All kinds of cool traditions in the story like the like the vampires have to wear veils sometimes it's mandatory like it's creepy they have to float around wearing veils it's all spooky looking. So there's a lot of cool like vampire tradition that if Carmilla had caught on, we would have been would have been as big as you know crosses or invite me in, but it didn't play out that way. Mm-hmm. So they created a cycle of three vampire movies, and this is the third in the Karnstein trilogy, and I think it's the best one. But this is what Twins of Evil is is this monster that didn't work out, but it should have been a big deal. It just wasn't. <laughs> it did because the audience it didn't connect with audiences, I guess, or it was more intellectual, or I don't know why. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm still I still consider myself very new to the Hammer right films. Like I I've hardly scratched the surface. I'm, I'm totally. super familiar with all the imagery of it and like what's in the movies. Naturally, <laughs> but, but like the like the history of what Carmela. I keep Carmilla. Sa- Carmilla. I keep saying Carmilla keep saying because Sopranos. of Sopranos. <laughs> just can imagine That's her with awesome. like a, just imagine her with you know. The East Coast <laughs> I'm trying to imagine accent. her as a vampire. Tony, terrifying. where you been? <laughs> she bites him or something. Right. Uh, and then Peter Cushing's uh, right. So okay, so not only is this the the movie that brings you what would have been the new Dracula, if it worked out, it brings you the first occult detective ever in literature, a guy named like Hesselis, who Bram Stoker basically turned into Van Helsing. That is so cool. So you got the origin of Van Helsing here. You got the Carmilla thing here. And then there's this incredibly touching thing that happens with Peter Cushing. So his, his wife passes at the time, right before this movie is being made in 71. 
which is the same year of this movie. And um, he is devastated, like publicly devastated. When you Google it, the newspaper article images are just it's like they're, they're so depressing and inspiring mm -hmm. at the same time that someone could be that, you know, like publicly open about how hard it was to go, you know, through this kind of loss. Especially for that time. I didn't get the impression that this was happening a lot on a major scale with celebrities. Right. So it's kind of brave too, right? So but he's going through this and then out of that, you know, he 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 basically was like, I wanna die. Like he's like I That I was the headline. the headline. It was of, his face and then in bold font, <laughs> I want to die. Right. Like he was crushed and then he was the he found his way out of it through work. So the first thing he happens is twins of evil. And his performance in this movie is incredible. It's like one of his best sneaky performances because what I'm convinced is cool is happening here is that he's not just feeling kind of like intensity or whatever, and he's just you know an amazing actor in general, but um, he actually authentically liked the script a lot. I mean, That's it's cool. not accidental that he came back to this, right? So um, I think he trusted that they were going to make something better than you would suspect from the name Twins of Evil. But his performance, given the context of everything, is just... What do you think of just his performances? He's one of those actors where, like, I'm always going to be in for... where like, He just has a presence about like him. Like a Donald Pleasant situation. Exactly. And in this movie, he... He's not a he's not a nice guy. You know what I mean? Oh, he's, God. He's, he, you know, in the other movies, he's like you know either you know hunting Dracula or you know or he's in Star Wars. You know, working for Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, this one he is a jerk right off the rip. Yeah. He, he's kind of unforgiving. I mean, he he is he is kind of like that witch finder yep. almost. Just if if you're like, there's a scene where this one woman's just walking home with like bread and fruit, and they're like <laughs> get her and they hunt her down and right. and you know set her set her aflame. Um, and he's basically like, it's funny you mentioned Sopranos because he operates a lot like Tony Soprano. He has to be the most extreme leader of the crew. And anytime anyone questions his authority, he just shows them I can get crazier than you. Right. So he's always getting crazier than everybody. So he's a horrible yeah, person. And, and, and you buy it, too, because he just he, he knows I mean, he can act his ass off. Totally. So there's not a there's not a scene where, you know, he's like phoning it in or you're, you're looking at him thinking like, oh, you know, I could take that guy because he has like a whole you know, group behind right. him who are just as crazy that'll, you know, follow his orders or something. But even, you know, he actually gave me kind of Dark Knight Joker vibes a little bit. The way he was running the crew, he kept putting the responsibility on other people, even mm -hmm. though he was clearly one making the choices. He kept saying, they'd be like, why are we, you know, flipping people upside down and, and to, he's flaying all the skin off their bodies. He's like, I don't know. I put up to a vote with the brotherhood. And they voted yes. We <laughs> they got, voted yes. We got to carry it out. <laughs> we, but what was really good about it is, so he has, he's not in the movie a, a, a whole, no. a whole lot. Um, so when he shows up, it's really nice. But they kind of set up, this movie kind of has like two villains and it, it has, Definitely. it has our main vampire dude who has like the best hair you're ever going to see. <laughs> And then you have, Karnstein. and then you have, yeah, Karnstein. And then what's, what's, what was Peter? Vile. Gustav Vile. Gustav Vile. Yeah. So that, Who, who's ever had a better villain name in a movie than Gustav Vile? Yeah. Whatever kind of energy you think that name has, he is. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> he, exactly. he brings that. Yep. But what I really like about it is, um, so he, he is the villain, but towards the end for, for maybe like the last I don't know, seven, ten minutes or something like that. Yep. He starts to realize that maybe he's goofed. 
Yeah. Uh, particularly at the end when they take a vote as to whether they should kill who they think is a vampire. Yeah. He has this look on his face where he's just kind of exhausted. <laughs> kind That's of definitely like, what they were trying to do. Yeah. He's like kind of questioning it. So, yeah. um, the that, that, the problem I got the, an ending of the midnight mass vibes when the yes. priest looked around him and he was like, "Wait, I all hell broke loose," and we're all like, "Yeah, of course, all hell broke loose." You've been pushing this edge for like six episodes. Yeah, and I, I'm glad that they gave him you know some kind of arc because a lot of the yeah. problems with and Universal has the same problems. The, uh, the big climax was happening, and like I went to check and see how much time was left because I knew I <laughs> I checked because I knew. <laughs> there there's like there's like five you know three to five key things that need to be wrapped up and then you look at the runtime and there's 10 minutes and so i was like you the the big thing's gonna happen it's just gonna smash right to the credits but given those constraints i still thought they did a pretty decent job at showing a little bit of humanity on him at the end of it you know given the fact that 26 seconds later the credits are rolling on a freeze frame of a corpse it's amazing that's such a good point it's amazing you say that because i'll i remember the first time that ever happened to me in a movie in the style that these movies do it Mm -hmm. was spielberg's duel I'll never forget it. Like the truck, spoiler, goes over the side of a cliff and then the guy's running around cheering. All of a sudden, it's just like, boom, end. There's a guy on a hill. Trucks. Done. Yeah, in the midair or something. Done. Like, out. like, these movies just end. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. oh, but overall, he was he was fantastic. This he movie was. did make, because I've never seen, and is this a Hammer film? The, is the Witchfinder's General a Hammer? Oh, I don't think so. No. Anyways, it made me want to watch that. Yeah. Because anytime it's, you know, I think this movie takes place, we looked up like the late 17th century. Whenever there's a bunch of dudes wearing those hats with a little belt Yo, buckle, yeah, I'm like, right. I know who they're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fool me. <laughs> you can't fool me. All right. Hard turn, though. Be careful with Witchfinder General. That might be the most depressing horror movie ever made. So that's a real. Is it more depressing than what? Peter went through before the movie. <laughs> no, because <laughs> no, that's no. <laughs> now that we know that. Now that we know, what he, yeah. No, no. Uh, and the Collinson twins were actually great. So, like the other performances, yes. although their voices were dubbed, but for what what was happening here, they were actually really good. You could tell the difference of the arcs that they were on at all times. Yes. The twins. Who look exactly the same? I always knew who which was which. Yeah, one of them had you know this, you know, kind of like <laughs> aimless optimism. Yeah, towards oh, life. Great, great. <laughs> totally nailed it. And yeah. the other one, the other one had this look in her eye where you knew she was the evil one, yeah. and it, it was it always made it very clear. It didn't. It never tried to like throw you off over who was each twin. Yep. Fantastic job on that. And can we talk about this for a second? This movie goes harder than Jennifer's body. I mean, this character gets eviler quicker. Pretty, pretty quicker fast. than Megan Fox's character. Pretty fast. Like, it looks like a boring, you know, uh, PBS masterpiece theater, you know, whatever mm-hmm. vibe to some of the way Hammer films are filmed from 1971. But arc-wise, they were surprisingly brutal. <laughs> she yeah. was like a twin who was who is passing along in society as if things were normal, like we were watching a Jane Austen goddamn movie for a second. Yeah. And next thing we knew, she was literally slaughtering innocent people to, like, not even for a major cause, just <laughs> no. kind of because. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was like, kind of a just because. There wasn't really any justification as to, like, why. 
they they go just to, to cause evil. <laughs> just cause evil. Well, they go they go to their uncle's house, who is you know uh, vile Gutenberg, whatever his, <laughs> whatever his name is, Gustav Vile. <laughs> Wow, which is which is really cool knowing yeah. the title you see yeah. you see the twins of evil and they're in the house with like the most evil guy yeah totally but really all the only the only you know cause of reason they give her is she looks out their window and sees the castle and they're like i bet they have a lot of fun up there and that, <laughs> that was it that's all she needed and totally. then turns out they do you know what's really weird is is she had a very laura palmer twin peaks arc mm, arc mm-hmm. vibe to it like that one character um and it was really interesting because also which we're going to talk about in a second i'm sure after we're after we do the performances i want to ask because there's an amazing like i don't know what this guy is i kept calling him the accountant who was this guy <laughs> i don't know what he did <laughs> right he well, was just the town's freeloader he was the, basically the lawyer jurassic park character is what we end oh up. that guy right yeah, he procured things for them. He was sort of a fixer, or like a he was the bridge between Count Karnstein's shady, decadent lifestyle up on the hill and the towns like we're conservative and we don't let that happen down here. Kind of, he was like he the was, shuttle between. He, he right? was the lawyer in Jurassic Park. Like whatever <laughs> the was, lawyer right. represented right, for that totally. group of people, this guy was that. Totally. And first of all, his performance was great because he mm-hmm. kept. There was this amazing moment where Karnstein was w- w- did something way over the line that was clearly not going to be acceptable to the town. Right. And th- you just saw him do, like, the Game of Thrones thing that, like, Tyrion used to do. He'd be like, sigh, you fucked up. Mm-hmm. You, you know, the, you just uh, you just open Pandora's box. And he's up there drunk with his piano like a James Bond villain. He's like, no, it's all going to be fine. We're subtle. He's <laughs> like, you're not subtle. The town hates you. And then they all come. There's a river toward... of blood coming out of the castle. <laughs> right, exactly. They're on to us. So his performance was great. But also his death was great. Because his death is the evil twin's most savage monster moment. It's the most. It was, kind of, it was a jump scare, almost. Right. It was the most true to like the Carmilla original vampire vibe, of it was similar to the Lady in White in Dracula. It all has that kind mm-hmm. of feel to it, and her kind of attack on him was cool. I liked. It was a good. It was a good kill. He, she made him wander into a cave. You <laughs> never wander into a cave. Grotto, you even called it. Um. We also have to talk about invention of weapons. I don't know where we're putting it, but that was oh, that's got to make. Uh, so the first order of discussion was Peter Cushing. So okay. all right, we're done. Uh, business, uh, business, da da da. Looks, the the looks, right. dude. Okay, this is why it's confusing for me as someone who loves atmosphere so much. Why I haven't dived into a lot of the Hammer horror, right? I think mostly because it never came on as like a kid or something like that. Like, oh yeah, you course. know, like I think they probably no, showed Universal, yeah, kind of stuff. Every I I've yet to watch a Hammer horror movie that like didn't knock my socks off with the way it looks, the atmospheres, mm-hmm. the costumes, the the so bright it's almost pink colored blood. <laughs> like that's my favorite. I just like love I love all that. This this movie is fun to look at. It was really fun to look at. Would you there there were innovative shots here, which surprised me. Dude, you, and you are, kept turning me like that looks really modern or whatever, which was surprising. There, whenever there's there's a couple of scenes or shots inside the aunt and uncle's house, okay, that are really cool. There was one that that uh, you made note of where it's just like a, they just like you know kind of like the camera kind of like dollies along with the the staircase 
you know, oh, right, right, right. It was lens. like a Nosferatu staircase looking shot, except for it was what I liked about it was it was visually cool, but it also made her creepy. Yeah. It's something that Hitchcock was good at where you were following like a Grace Kelly character around and you were like, oh, that's cool. And then all of a sudden she'd be creepy. You're like, wait, she's the good guy. Why is she creepy? Right. <laughs> right. And she comes around a corner and they, the twins have been relatively civilized and nice up so far, but you can tell. That she's yeah. got a whole different plan now. And At that point, they knew their uncle was kind of creepy, but you know, right. which uncle isn't, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just... But he was creepy downstairs, and she was creepy upstairs. It was kind of like a James Wan dynamic, almost. It was cool. All right. And then the second shot. And by the way, right now, this movie is free on YouTube, and it looks really, really great. Yeah, it was crazy how good it looked. It looks really good. It. And, uh, yeah, if you just go on YouTube, put in Twins of Evil 1971. You threw it on a big screen, and it looked it was It great. still looked good, blowing it up. Like, usually, like, when you put it up on, like, a big screen, it'll, you know, it'll get a little grainy or a little fuzzy or something like that, but, like, it still looked really good. Uh, the second shot that really stood out to me, there's actually a couple, but the one that was the most perplexing was in the, in the, the aunt and uncle's house, there's, like, a close-up shot of of um vile yes <laughs> just such a weird name i feel like i need more words to come out after i, I say his name uh but it's just it's just like a close-up of his face and i don't know why but like that shot was a lot clearer than the others mm-hmm. and it looked like they shot it yesterday it's yeah, it i don't know like and that the reason i'm saying it's on youtube is because yeah. if you're listening to this like go look at it right. go to that scene and tell me if you don't if you don't, if you don't it's see it crazy. too, crazy, and it's so weird that this keeps coming up because we had. I won't do this again, but we had talked about this before. Remember the Kenneth Branagh thing? He had said mm-hmm. the cinema can give you big close-ups of human faces, and that he thinks big close-ups of human faces on big screens, Oscar winner, Oscar winner, by the way, <laughs> are really um com- or not just comforting, but also interesting and not comforting. It depends if you do it right, whatever. But like he, th- he was talking about faces at landscapes. And you shouldn't in a 1971 Hammer, hammer movie, of a, Twins like, of Evil yet. Not even like the top of the line to Christopher Lee. They're like Twins of freaking They're not evil. using that good film right, style. No, like, right. So, right, to have, <laughs> using the... like, right. And so to get that close and to have all of that come across, I think a lot of that is Peter Cushing. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's just like, no matter how close up you get on Anthony Hopkins, you just can't fail. Mm-hmm. Right. But also just somehow they made it look good. Um, so the, the talent looks good. There's a, a, a few shot, a lot of shots in the woods. The, the worst part of it is when they do the day for night stuff, which Terrible. if you don't know what day for night is, it's when they shoot it in the daylight, but they put like a blue filter over it. <laughs> if they don't know what day for night is, they also don't put a burner phone. In. <laughs> they don't know what burner don't phone. day for night. <laughs> and it usually, it's usually really stands out because like there's so many shadows yeah. at night. And so you, I think of it as Mr. Science theater vision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little weird, but then. Uh, so that's the worst. The best is the castle on top of this hill. Mm-hmm. Everything is there's one statue of like goats that always is backlit with fog all around, all around yep. it, and it's the most sinister looking thing. It looked really good. It is it is absolutely amazing, and that's where they have like their first sacrifice, and yep. it just it just looks really amazing. You know what's really cool is with the look thing. I thought one interesting thing that a, probably a lesser movie wouldn't have done is there was a moment where they were doing a satanic ceremony and they did sort of not a general Dutch angle on it, but it looked really good. And I remember turning to you and being like, that looks really good. And then it turned out it was the fake ceremony. It was the one that he basically wrecked Mm -hmm. Karnstein because 
it was a hoax. It was just like a party thing that he hires people to come entertain him. It was like a nothing. So you, they made it look really good and sinister, like a satanic, really good top line, like Rosemary's baby looking. But it was for nothing. It was just one of the fakes, right? Like it was surprising how good they would make it look for for a thing that didn't even matter to the plot. Well, until it didn't, until it was real, because then he shoes them all off that's, and then he stabs her, and it turns out like that's all he had that's to do. True. All I you have to do convert it to real right there. All you have to do is just hold up a knife and go Satan, <laughs> and then stab someone. And like the, you're the, the, to get in good cahoots mm-hmm. with the Dark Lord, all yeah. you have to do is just shout his name and stab someone. Yes, it is that easy. Yes. Um, the last set that disclaimer. I thought, <laughs> disclaimer. Use it wisely. The last uh, set that I thought looked really really good was uh, like any kind of monster movie. The town's gonna catch wind and, and storm your castle with torches Yep. and you're going to have to take a back channel out of the castle. Yep. There's one thing that stood out to me and I thought it looked really neat, but he's, he's, he has one of the twins. He's running away through, you know, dungeons yeah. or anything like that. And there's like skeletons all along mm-hmm. the wall and it looks really cool. And there's one, and it's near that door that he keeps juking everyone at. <laughs> he's good with that door. He's, that door is just like, that is his ace in the hole. That's his main trick. If there is a, if there is someone hunting him and a door, that door, <laughs> he's going to win hundred percent of the times. But yeah, in he's that, the boss in the video game. If he's got the door, it's him and the door. It's him. Door. That's it. But, uh, there's a, there's a shot around that door on the, on the interior of the castle and there's one like little hall that's lit green, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know why there's no green illumination happening, but the green lit skulls <laughs> looks awesome. Really, <laughs> I don't know why it just it looks it just it just looks like that's how you cool. imagine a haunted house on Halloween would look or something uh, like that. Really it, cool. It's it's so gnarly. I remember liking a lot of the background shots I was seeing and creepy kind of displays. Yeah. There were spare rooms where there was just like a random human skull on the desk with like an ink pen. Yeah. (laughs) Like, whatever, right? And then also, by the way, if you're hungry, which I was, don't, when you're hungry, don't watch a Hammer movie for your podcast. Because Hammer movies, every table is like Game of Thrones laid out with food. It is. Turkeys and hams and, you know. the, The most amazing breads. Yeah, exactly. all kinds and of breads, ales, obviously, and all kinds of you know uh, dessert. Trays. Even the wine, like there's there's a shot, there's a shot where he has like a, like a goblet, and yeah. he, he pours. It's funny, it's it's clearly empty, <laughs> clearly. But even him, <laughs> even him drinking out of the fake cup, I was like, that wine looks good. <laughs> he's not drinking shit. Meanwhile, there's all this damn food laying around. None of the peasants are getting any because injustice. And then the vampires can't eat. <laughs> Wait, this is a big wasteful movie. This is a wasteful. It's film. not just a wasteful way. It's a wasteful way to do vampire society. But all right, so don't watch that when you're hungry. But otherwise, that 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 part's great. But if you want to, can we talk about? Good. So you like the way it looked when they stormed the castle? Yes. Can we talk about the ridiculous? invention of a new weapon that spoils the vampire's master plan in this movie because that is the biggest hole by a mile yeah so apparently the vampire hunting gang has one trick and it's you know caveman style it's fire (laughs) it's fire (laughs) it's just i mean to be fair as you told me in the movie it's been their move the whole movie it's all they do is they burn people at the stake they do it every for 6.5 minutes in this movie. Yeah, it's, there's there's like 20 stake burning, so it is the move. But it turns out there's only two ways in this movie to kill a vampire. What are they, Nick? Stake through the heart. And? 
Decapitation. Correct. And burning them accomplishes is what? Hilarity. <laughs> it doesn't do a damn thing. Right. right. It doesn't do anything. They just melt away. I think that's it. actually what he says. Right. He's like, we'll laugh at yeah, them, we'll but laugh. our spirits will, <laughs> yeah, we will we'll laugh in their face or yeah, something right. like that. He does. He totally like Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> I respect David to say. He's like, we'll, just, we'll laugh at them as they burn us. So then they, the mob comes around the corner or, or no, it's, he's actually informed before they get there, I think. Yes, by his mute. By, by, right, who's doing a game of charades with weapons with him, which is you know <laughs> unbelievable. That that's... he gets the message across fast. He does. He, he, he makes like I, three. I he makes like three gestures, you know, gestures and and he's like, oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. But yeah, he's his plan. Like meanwhile, the twin of evil, who is clearly bet on the wrong horse mm-hmm. in this in this dynamic. She was going with. I mean, you need the actual devil, not whoever Karnstein is, because the, by this point, he's he's he's, the, just, he's the devil in a wig. Yeah, he's got hair. But um, yeah, he's totally wrong. So he's like, we, we, they come around the corner. And he's like, oh, they've got an one axe. Like, what are two axes? <laughs> right? Yeah, like, they, they, before before they storm, they're at like a blacksmith. And he has like a grinding stone, and he like sharpens like this like saber. And hands it to Vile, and he kind of looks at it. He kind of does like one of those, like, he like takes a couple swings with it. He's like, Ooh, Scott, this is a nice action. I like this. Right. And then as soon as he sees him, he goes to his plan B, which is apparently to tunnel to the center of the earth or something. Like, this is when he goes the back way. So, well, that's what that guy. Oh, wait, no. That's, I was going to say, that's what the director made. Didn't he do uh, Witch Mountain or something like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this, this guy did that film, too. Yeah, he did Watcher in the Woods. Uh, yeah. So, they, they, what's funny is, is earlier in the movie, mm-hmm. Who is the, who's the who are the, there's the the school teacher and the other guy it is they're really the weird. good couple the is good the couple. people you care least about yeah right. he tells them yes the burning. composer remember he's composing oh he's, yes the com- he's Mozarting it he's in the room with all the with all the women and he's he's so good they're like we love your music and then they all he's this guy's playing you know the pianoforte <laughs> the harpsichord or whatever and they go we love your music and then they all leave. <laughs> So if this movie had won like nine Oscars, <laughs> this would be like a, a gift that you used everywhere. But because it's just a hammer thing, you can't use it. But it's literally perfect timing. The it's way, great. The way it goes down. That's great. He tells Vile, look, burning is not going to do anything. Yes. Decapitation. Stake yes. through the heart. Yes. And Vile looks at him and goes, fire? <laughs> fire? Okay, well. Fire. We'll yeah, do fire. Yeah, he's like, well, it's no, he, they've been doing fire. He's like, steaks, are you sure? Like, the, that's the thing, though, is the weird thing is the good guy, it turns out, is sort of on board with most of the craziness. He just thinks they're doing the killing part wrong. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he, oh, yeah, that's he's right. like, you keep burning people, but these are vampires. You got to stake or decapitate them. And then at the end of the whole damn movie, Peter Cushing is finally like, steaks? <laughs> <laughs> decapitation decapitation we gotta uh. in, we gotta innovate so they get a couple of stakes a couple of axes and they go up to attack this castle and Karnstein freaks out because he didn't she see the evolution of tools happening uh-huh. with something a vampire who lived centuries would never have anticipated so I don't know that, that and one thing spear is... one spear that oh. one spear that he is hell bent on throwing he yes. is like I am not leaving this castle until I spear a motherfucker <laughs> like, he wants he is spear happy he is spear in fact they have to stop is... him from throwing the he spear totally, because he totally. might kill an he's innocent totally. person he's, he's like I don't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> this is going in the, this there's is going actually the a great gun showdown 
underrated. One of the best gun standoffs in a horror movie ever. Oh, that was I that will, was. Bitching. I will stand by that. It, that is a great Peter Cushing gun straight to your temple showdown that you don't expect. There's a lot of western elements in this movie. Strangely, oh yeah, like there was charging and there was like kind of like a westerny <laughs> kind of song in one and or in one of the one of the scenes here. So it's got that. Oh, God, this movie is great. Um. I don't really have anything else to add. It's, I mean, it's it's got it's a hammer. You just did the thing. You did the harpsichord thing. This movie's great. Get out of the room. <laughs> I love this. Movie. <laughs> oh, on. This movie authentically is great. So let let me just there, that there is all that that is that is true. I, I just the first of all the, I, the one thing I don't want to leave unsaid out of this now that we covered the weapon evolution that was bothering the shit out of me was um, the constant twins were amazing. Um, the I know that the Carmilla monster failed, but I'm telling you, there are flashes in this movie where you could see how that legacy of evil and that alternate vampire tradition could have worked. There are moments where the evil twin is the scariest thing in this movie, scarier than Peter Cushing's character, way scarier than hair Dracula, (laughs) right? Whoever was she, when she's lurking and planning and then she has these this this scheme to trade out her own sister mm-hmm. in, in the place of her. It's basically the big spoilers. If you haven't seen Jordan Peele's Us, turn away. <laughs> I mean, it's basically us was what she's doing to her twin. Right. right. So it's just a I mean, she's creepy and I think could have been terrifying if they had monstered her up more. They just right. didn't. They the they relied on atmosphere and just that kind of ability to project and the whatever that kind of creepiness inherently comes from that tradition of that story because I'm telling you the Carmilla tradition of that story is way scarier than people think it is right it just it's got that creepy Victorian conjuring you know inherited Warren's evil vibe kind of thing to it right that um, anyway but but so it's got. You there? It's it's not in there a lot, and you wouldn't get a lot of it because honestly, this movie's a little slower than I remembered it from the first time that I loved it. But there are moments where you can see that she would have been, or she would have been a great monster if they had like gone all in. And any of the shots, she was the scariest thing in the movie. Any of the shots with fangs looks great. Totally. Anytime <laughs> there's like totally. twelve of them, and all of them look presto. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, that's the second order of discussion. Yes. Third order of discussion is um, our Venn diagram. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the thing is, I was trying to figure out categories of what's special about a movie like this where, I mean, honestly, in way bigger budget movies with writers who are uh, being paid a lot more money to be a lot more complex than Hammer probably had the time Mm -hmm. to attempt to do when they were churning these movies And less Randy than this writer. (laughs) Less Randy than this writer. There's a lot of character complexity that ends up putting you in weird situations in this movie. Basically, for half the movie, you're rooting for Satan. Like, Satan! I'm, I mean, literally, the the one twin is out doing horrible things, and the other twin is is in being vulnerable to have horrible things being done to her, mm-hmm. right? So, like, the other one at least has some agency. She's well, It's... There's no good choices in this situation, which is a little more complicated than you expect for, you know, movies that basically are like black and white, you know, monster movies, not black and white color, just like virtue and, right. you know, bad and good. So there's that. That's a little, you know, complicated. And there's also the fact that when Karnstein and Peter Cushing face off at the end, who are you supposed to be rooting for? 
It's villain versus villain. Right. So, right. There's no. You're like, yeah, guy that's murdered like 12 <laughs> innocent women in the beginning of the movie. Get that guy who's really only killed like, I don't know. Three people. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, who, who do I root for? Right, exactly. So, you know, the fact that it's like, uh, you know, Tarantino complexity on this on this scale, I think, is is better than it needed to be and very interesting. So for that and then the incredible Peter Cushing performance and the underrated twins performances, I think. Uh, uh, I think it's one of my favorite Hammer movies. And it just looks the music. There's this, like, I don't even know what instrument that was that was doing a theme that when creepy things would happen, and it was creepy, and then... Oh, it was so weird. Right? It was like some kind of, like, high-pitchy, organ-y kind of sound Yeah, or but it was like a signature move they would do. They'd walk into a door and it's like... <laughs> like, huh? Sounds about to go down. Did you hear that? It kind of reminded me of, like, that weird flute you'd hear in, like, Willy Wonka or something like that. Like, it did. Like, uh-oh. Uh-oh, someone's at the door. It did. Uh, so great job again, Hammer. But this is your, uh, this is one of your favorite Hammer films, right? Yes. Like we're like if you like even better than I thought it was. If, like I don't want like I don't need like a defi- definite like yeah. There's so many. List. It's so hard to. But like like if you just had like give me like a rough estimate, like where does this land? Because well, like, that's the thing is we were talking about in your list when you Googled it that it was you twenty four, which actually surprised me. I had guessed. That if you had found a list, I, I guessed before you Googled. You thought it was going to be out of the top 30. Yeah, I guessed if you'd Googled and somehow found the, you know, all Hammer films ranked or like Hammer's top 50, that would have been like 32. That would have been my guess. Which, but, that blew my mind because I didn't know there was that many Hammer. Like I, <laughs> this, is why, this is why I'm asking because I'm very interested in Hammer horror. Mm-hmm. And so when I found out there was that many, even Let Me In, like the 2010 film right? was a Hammer horror Which film. Which is one of the best. I'm like, whoa. Hold on a second. So, so I th- that's what I'm telling you is I honestly think just I don't know that I – there is a lot of greatness in Hammer. There are a lot of great films. I mean the original horror of Dracula, Quartermass. I mean there's so many just – incredible stuff the the mummy's underrated all but just for the experience of it i it's it's my top 10 which is higher than i mean the list added at 24 right so no the list ended at 30 oh god so it was right it was all you you barely i'll find that list you don't don't you (laughs) so it was barely in your list but i think it's i think it's much higher than that that but the thing is there is a lot of greatness in hammer so it's hard to do There, there are you can feel where there's slower moments. I don't know. There had to be a way to do this without having the two main characters ultimately end up so boring. Okay. That's the drawback of the plot. Yes. I'm going to do better or worse. Let's do it. Okay. So on this IMDb list. Yes. Twins of Evil 1971 lands at 24. Yes. I'm just going to go up a yeah, couple and maybe. ask if it's better or worse. Uh, number twenty three, they have Frankenstein. <laughs> these titles, the Frankenstein the created woman. woman. Yes, so the Twins of Evil way better. Way better. Okay, let's go up one. Gee, <laughs> Doctor Jekyll and Sister Hyde. <laughs> better. Wow. Better. Uh, the Plague of the Zombies. Better. Oh, uh, yeah, better. Twins of Evil. I better. think it has. I think Twins of Evil has a better. Twins of Evil is better for sure. Um. Sorry, I, there, I have a sentimental thing for play. Good. Uh, this was just called Nightmare. I haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, Dracula, Prince of Darkness. So that was what we were gonna watch. 
Oh, okay. And that's not even the second best. That's not even the second best in the league ones. So, wow. So no. Okay, so it's it's punching up. Okay, let's that's keep going. Saying. Let's keep going. Uh, the Curse of the Werewolf. Oh shit. Oh, that's all right. So we hit. A I have not seen a hammer. I haven't seen the hammer mummy. I think oh. twins is better. I know it's gonna that werewolf I know looks that's cool as hell. Make a lot of people mad, but I, I okay. I, all right, all right. Let's go. Let's see until sac- until we... I just did sacrilege. Go ahead, keep going. The brides of Dracula. Oh fuck! Is that <laughs> where it's right. that where it ends? Is that oh, where it yeah, ends? Well, it, I mean, it went from twenty four to seven. You know, sixteen yeah. or eighteen actually. <laughs> so that's that's not that's not bad. And then yeah. number one, they have. I bet this is probably a no brainer. The horror of Dracula. Yes. Is that the yeah. That's first what's one started it all, kind of basically. Number, number two, they have Scream of Fear. Yeah, that's fair. The Nanny. I don't know. I don't know what that is. That looks scary as hell. It's got Betty Davis. All right, well, <laughs> <laughs> we won't go. Obviously, it's not in the top three. Obviously, I have some catching up to do with with the with the Hammer Horror stuff. So, but it's it's fun. So to, to dive into those, I'm excited. And if you're if you're a big Hammer Horror nerd, let me know what I need. So. Uh, God, if I off the top of my head, we saw ta- we saw Taste the Blood of Dracula, and that episode did numbers. Uh, so that was awesome. Um, let me know mm-hmm. in an iTunes review which one we should do next. Yes, and we did do, I believe, Dracula has risen from the grave. Yes, right, which is my sentimental favorite. Was that the one with uh, what's his name? That's the one, Lelaine, Lil, or uh, <laughs> no, no, not. no. That's a totally different. We we do this every time with this movie. That's totally fine. But well, I think we've done those, and I don't think you've seen any other Hammer. You haven't seen it's any of the mummies. Very nope. Any of the science fiction? You nope. Oh, nope. I bet so the science like, fiction ones are great. So hit them with your best Hammer recommendations. Like, what are the next two you should watch? Oh, guys, I'm excited. And he, he'll promise not to Jaws three it. <laughs> Well, I'm excited <laughs> for, for, for this, He's like excited. because Jaws three lacked atmosphere. That's true. Okay, I know no, Jaws three has three dimensional atmosphere, man. Bullshit. There's atmosphere. In, I know more atmosphere than any other two. D if movie. I if I get skulls lit with a green light, I and some <laughs> fog, dude, I'm done. I'm sold. That's it. That's all. I'm a simple man. I want you edit the Jaws three D shark attack into the window into. Like the day for night scene shot in this movie, just put these two together and I'll, I'll die. It might look better in this movie. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest with you, it'd probably, probably somehow it would make more sense. I don't know how, but just to the mind, it would. So, all right. Until next time, stay scary. Watch a bunch of horror movies. We'll see you next time.